Hello, welcome to the IDEAS podcast. Inclusive, digital, educational, anti-discriminatory alternatives. You're listening to module 7, Thinking the Political, Freedom and Responsibility. Episode 1, Concept of the Political. beginning, and perhaps also throughout, of our IDEAS series of podcasts, we have been introducing some terms, some words. These are often words that you are already using in your everyday language. But we have liked to think that you should have another look at these words, consider some other meanings and perhaps enlarge some of your perspectives. And these are feminism, gender, discrimination, sexuality, exploitation, and many others. And we have also especially underlined that our whole approach to knowledge does not even pretend to be so-called objective, since in respect to these new perspectives, our approach is certainly not value-neutral. This is why, now, towards the end of our program, we are coming back full circle to introduce some other important big words. And in this final module, we will talk about the following. Friendship and love, responsibility and freedom, but what we will begin with is to connect all these concepts and bring them together with other issues we have talked about, such as women's labor, gender perspectives on climate changes, discriminations of LGBT populations, of Roma, of homeless and migrant women. And in order to do this, we will begin with a concept of the political, as the common denominator. We do usually use the word politics, and we do recognize that it is often tainted. Similarly, as when we set aside another stereotype, if you remember that of a feminist, we will now also address another stereotype, namely the word politics. And it usually extends to politicians also. Our association is that politics is lacking in morals, is not guided by any ethical principles, and is using any means to achieve its own goals. However, we will not set this word aside, since there are even some philosophers who presented this as an option of a sustainable political engagement, even as a credible life choice, as does Jean-Paul Sartre in his well-known drama entitled Dirty Hands. You cling so tightly to your purity, my lad. How terrified you are of sullying your hands. Well, go ahead then, stay pure. What good will it do? Purity is a concept of fakirs and friars. 
But you, you invoke purity as your rationalization for doing nothing. Do nothing, don't move. Put on your gloves. As for myself, my hands are dirty. I have plunged my arms up to the elbows in excrement and blood. And what else should one do? Do you suppose that it is possible to govern innocently? Here, Sartre is talking about politics. However, there is another word for the same activity and another term, the concept of the political. It is on the other end of the spectrum in debates about politics and what it is about. It was actually introduced and developed by Hannah Arendt, among others, and although she did not herself always strictly differentiate between these two terms, she has, in fact, built the concept of the political. When in her essay on freedom, what she says is that the political, quote, has often been defined as an art, unquote. She evidently does not refer to any act which would require, as Sartre claimed, plunging arms into excrement and blood. Quite the contrary. She clarifies her concept further and writes, I understand the political in the sense of the way it was used in ancient city of Athens, as polis. This is the realm where freedom is a worldly reality, tangible in words which can be heard, in deeds which can be seen, and in events which are talked about, remembered, and turned into stories before they are finally incorporated into the great storybook of human history. Following Hannah Arendt, and the unfolding of the meaning of the political in the 20th century, as well as delving into critical analysis in the theory of political action, there is a conceptual divide between these two domains, namely politics and the political. Importantly, despite what has been said so far, the criteria are not ethical standards, as one may conclude but a much more complex, mutually intertwined relationship between these concepts, since they are both necessary and are both in use. Although all the theorists divined these terms differently, the point that they all made was primarily to differentiate between the two. Politics is understood to be an existing albeit restricted, but definitely institutionalized sphere. It is the actual power and the governing structures of the state. Whereas the concept of the political covers a broader realm. Although it aspires to be a foundational term, it never quite reaches that goal because it is predicated on negotiations and it is in fact a space of freedom, a whole domain which is primarily one of contingency and uncertainty. Read again, freedom. Still, theorists perceive of it diversely. For example, Karl Schmidt, one of the first theorists besides Hannah Arendt to underscore the importance of 
of the autonomous meaning of the political first maintains that the political has, meanwhile, lost its weight, its gravity, its substance, because it was subsumed and withdrawing before the social, including politics. According to him, the substance of the political is recognition of the conflict, exemplified literally, according to him, by the confrontation of friend and enemy, and also exemplified literally by the status of war. A feminist political theorist, Chantal Mouffe, also recognized the significance of the concept of the political. And although she did acknowledge the existence of conflict, but she distinguished antagonism, conflict, from agon, confrontation. So she coined the phrase conflictual consensus. What was important was to underline that there is no sustainable foundation to any society and that the political is precisely for that reason a space of contingency and a space of freedom, a freedom for the expression of words which can be heard and deeds which can be seen, as Hannah Arendt would have us believe. Significantly, politics and the political can be comprehended only within their mutual relationship, and the one does not exist without the other. In that sense, let us hear another feminist theorist, Donna Haraway, in her Manifesto of the Cyborgs. The political struggle is to see from both perspectives at once because each reveals both dominations and possibilities unimaginable from the other vantage point. Single vision produces worse illusions than double vision or many-headed monsters. Cyborg unities are monstrous and illegitimate. In our present political circumstances, we could hardly hope for more potent myths for resistance and recoupling. I like to imagine the Livermore Action Group, LAG, as a kind of cyborg society dedicated to realistically converting the laboratories that most fiercely embody and spew out the tools of technological apocalypse, and committed to building a political form that actually manages to hold together witches, engineers, elders, perverts, Christians, mothers, and Leninists long enough to disarm the state. Fission Impossible is the name of the affinity group in my town. Affinity. Related not by blood, but by choice. The appeal of one chemical nuclear group for another. Another. 